the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Monday, 6.03. We're a little early tonight. I'm excited. I get an extra minute or two with you guys. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and a great start to the work week. It is a spring-like Monday here in the beginning of March. Um, I was uh, strolling the streets of New York, sans overcoat and uh, top hat, which was pretty cool. I'm sure it'll be 25 degrees in the next couple of days. My tulip, uh, my little tulip bulbs are, are popping up. I hope like we don't get a snowstorm that will kill all of them. But it is fun. Uh, it is cool being out and about. And the new hashtag used by the mayor is hashtag New York City is back. Now, is it really back? <clears throat> um, no, it's not really back, but it's on its way back. It seems to be on its way back. And let me just tell you one of the parameters that shows that it's on its way back. So today, the stock market took a beating. All three major indexes are down tremendously. Uh, The biggest drop in the stock market since October of 2020 in the heart of the coronavirus pandemic and right before the presidential election. Um, Yet, yet, the rents in New York City are, not only are they up, not only, not only have they rebounded past where they were before the pandemic started, then they dropped down. Now they've surpassed where they were pre-pandemic, January 2019. They are double, double the national average. So a rent in New York City is double the national average. Uh you know, look, that cuts both ways. It's it's good. It's great. It shows that we are in the place where people want to be, right? It's a supply and demand situation. And as Matt Borzi likes to say, this is the city I love. And um, I am so very happy that so many people want to be in the city that I love. You want to talk about um, evolution of the city that I love? Amongst the, the uh, neighborhoods where the rent is the highest is Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Now, on Friday, we had on the Brooklyn District Attorney, Eric Gonzalez. He grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. He could tell you that when he was a kid in the 80s and the 90s, Williamsburg, Brooklyn would not even be dreamt of as having the highest rents in the nation. We're talking about in the United States of America, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami, Dallas. People want to live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I mean, look, Peter Luger's Steakhouse is spectacular. 
but that's all that was there in 1993 when I started in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. But now it is in such demand that it is very expensive. That's the good part. The bad part is people are starting to get priced out. People who rented. So you, you sign up for a one-year lease or maybe a two-year lease in April or May of 2020. When the pandemic hit and and an apartment becomes available, the landlord drops the price. You sign up. You're all happy to live in Williamsburg or on the Upper East Side or in the or in the East Village, and your rent is one woman in a story today. Her rent was nineteen hundred dollars, and that was okay. She could handle nineteen hundred dollars a month. And now the lease, believe it or not, it's two years almost exactly. Next week it'll be two years. The lease is up. And she's had a wonderful time living in her $1,900 apartment for two years. And now the new rent is $2,700. Goes up by 800 bucks. That's a lot of money. I mean, that is a lot of money when it, for going from $1,900 to uh, $2,700. And now she's, she's forced to find somewhere else to live. Now, that's a bad part. But this is how, to some degree, the whole gentrification thing happens and, and how it has happened. I can even tell you in my neighborhood in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, uh, because it's right off of the R train, people who have now gotten priced out of Park Slope and, and downtown Brooklyn, et cetera, et cetera, they are now um, coming into Bay Ridge. People who wouldn't typical, typically be Bay Ridge type of residents. Sam Bellino, why are you nodding your head up and down? Because I lived, I lived in Bay Ridge. That's where I had two oh, apartments li- You there. lived in. Now, how I, far I are moved, you there from now? I moved a less mile? than a mile okay. away. I'm in Bath By Beach, the way, Sam Bellino okay? challenged me. He said, uh, I'm too afraid to open up the phone lines. So why don't you give everyone the phone number if they want to call if in? If you would like to call into the to Arthur talk about Isola anything you want. Hour. It's Open Line Monday. Go ahead. 877-970-2999. All right, 877-970-2999. If you're in your car, we have a lot of news to cover. Nick will be manning the phones. But if you have something interesting you want to talk about or bring up or just say hello, some people say, you know, on Fridays you could call in and you could ask the host anything. Well, you know, today is Monday. Let's do something a little different. Let's start the week off. But, you know, we're not going to just accept any phone call. It's got to be like something special that gets through Nick's uh, gate. But I end the show on thir- on Friday telling people they should compliment three people over the weekend. Make three people feel very good about uh, about themselves or about something that they did. Yeah, and, and I meant it with all sincerity. And um, one of the three people who I have failed to compliment personally, but I was going over all of the um, the news and especially my emails, which are tremendous, and I need to t- take the weekend to go over, is John Katsimatidis, my, the co-host, my, not my co-host, but my colleague here at AM 970, The Answer, obviously is the owner of 770. He is, um, he is having two police athletic league luncheons. Now, I love going to these luncheons. Um, Mr. Katsimatidis makes sure that they're fully sponsored by by someone uh, usually it's i'm going to mess this up it is a big insurance company uh, a mutual of america and it's a really a wonderful afternoon and mark simone is the master of ceremonies and he has had such unbelievable guests and speakers and uh, the the two upcoming luncheons are the governor the governor is uh, going to be speaking and then the police commissioner and uh, tomorrow i'm going into supreme court in brooklyn and if I get sent down on trial, I'm probably going to miss both of those luncheons. So from a selfish point of view, I'm very disappointed. But when Mr. Katsimatidis 
uh, attracts um, guests of that magnitude. That room is sold out, and you know people make very generous donations. And as they said, because John uh, works it out so that every dollar you spend on that luncheon, it goes to the police athletic league. Who do you think that's helping? It's helping the young people who need that little that extra hand, who need that helping hand, and it is. You know, when I worked for for Joe Hines, he had this program called Adopt a School. As prosecutors, we used to go into fifth grade classrooms once a month, once every other month, and try to talk to the young people and get to them and talking about how to live a, a wholesome life, how to live a crime free life, how to live a life um, that that never involves handcuffs or the word Rikers Island, the the, the place Rikers Island, and that's exactly what the Police Athletic League Doug so does. So even though I didn't get a chance to uh, congratulate or thank John Katsimatidis, when we're reading all of these stories, you know, when I prepare for the show, I am a lawyer full time. I am very lucky to have a woman named Joan. I am very lucky to have a woman named Joan. I am very lucky to have a woman named Joan. One more time. But only in the best way. Um, she 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 scares me a lot of articles, and the, so the article like to prayer like what's going on in the news because most of the day. Not most of the day, all of the day I'm being a lawyer. But so she's like, oh, here's what's going on in the news. N- New York City e-bike rider arrested after critically injuring pedestrian. Strap hanger slashed in the face. New York couple accused of fatally stabbing roommate. 18-year-old crew critically wounded to avoid traffic stop by the Bronx. Like all of these not nice stories, a lot of them having to do with crime. But between, you know, our Department of Education and programs like the Police Athletic League, if we can put them all together and just target the young people before they start thinking of committing crimes or it's ingrained in them that committing a crime is such a horrible thing that they won't even think about doing it. Look, I have no problem telling you, growing up in the 1970s in Brooklyn, when I was 11, 12, 13, 14, we used to do something crazy that kids don't do anymore. You know what it was called? We played outside. We went out in the street. It wasn't just a video game. Atari wasn't invented yet. And sometimes some of my friends were doing stuff that really shouldn't have been done. I don't mean dealing drugs, but like maybe going into people's garages, maybe thinking about taking a car for a joyride. You know why I didn't do it? Not because I was afraid of the police. I was afraid of my father. And I was like, this is going to hurt if he grabs me so and catches me. So, but unfortunately, there are families where they don't, where the young people don't have those role models, don't have that that fear of a parent, and the police athletic league is one of many, many uh, institutions here in the city of New York. So that's one compliment. I would like to compliment a woman. Let's call her Courtney, who uh, happens to possibly hypothetically live on my block, who's a mother of a young man. A, young boy who hypothetically happens to be my son's friend and on Saturday at the parade in in Rockaway the uh, St. Patty's Day parade she was able to talk to the mayor of the city of New York face to face and basically tell him I think it's ridiculous that my son who's five doesn't have to wear a mask but my son who's three and a half does have to wear a mask and she really gave him an earful and Courtney knows how to express herself in a way that's somewhat intimidating for a woman of such small stature. She's very intelligent, uh, but she's also she knows how to use her passion and her energy to be persuasive. And I don't care about any protests in front of City Hall. I can tell you, Courtney 
changed the mayor's mind, and he told her, look, let me get through a few weeks and making sure nobody gets sick, and after a few weeks, we will take the masks off the kids. And sure enough, what's the headlines today? So I want to give a compliment to Courtney for making the mayor, you know, just know what a mother's a mother feels like because it does. It's not very consistent for one little kid to put the mask on. And then the other kid who lives with him, who's a year and a half younger to put the mask on. And the last very personal compliment of the day. But this goes to a very uh, obviously, you know, look, when you're a radio show host, like apparently I am now. Um, I have to share parts of my life with you. And um, my mother-in-law was so awesome, Nanette. She spent the whole weekend with us. And, you know, we have a a three-and-a-half-year-old. We have a five-year-old. Luca was with us. We have a 15-year-old. And for her to come in and kind of take over the whole room, my mother-in-law is one of those people who walks into a room and just makes it brighter. It just makes it a better place to be. The, The broiled chicken she made last night was off the charts. And even though I had a little piece of it, I am trying to do the Adams thing, Mayor Adams thing, and have a plant-based diet. I mean, I'm going to have a little protein, but so far, so good. Um, we got a couple people on the call board. Maybe we're going to uh, jump on with Richard from uh, Parsippany, New Jersey, when we get back. I want to give you a quick update on what's going on in Ukraine, talk about some Bill Cosby action. We'll talk about some new spots that are opening up in New York. Stay tuned. From the man who wrote the song um, Live Aid. That was We Don't Like Mondays. Well, you know what day you wouldn't like? You wouldn't like a day where you were sick and you were not in a position to make your own healthcare decisions and someone made them for you and didn't fulfill the wishes or carry out the wishes that you had. So when you're healthy, you probably don't think you need a power of attorney. You probably don't think you need a healthcare proxy. Well, let me tell you something as an attorney, you are wrong. I have one. My wife has one. My parents have one. We think we can worry about these things when we're older or we become sick and nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens to you, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. And it happens to us where then people want us to go to the hospital and, and fill out the forms there. And it just it creates more stress in an already stressful situation. And if you don't have these documents the state or the courts may have to make choices or decisions for you. Is that what you want? Of course it's not what you want. So it's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can, when you're healthy, when you're feeling good, when you take a stroll down the avenue and stroll on into Connors and Sullivan because they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. You can talk to them about your estate. They'll put it all together for you. And at the end of the day, when you're finished with their services, you can put your head on the pillow at night and know that everything is taken care of. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-27.
standing by who? We're all standing by each other, right? That's what we're supposed to do. And that's what we're going to do. Um, so I, even though I did the Connors and Sullivan ad, this is not an Ask the Lawyers segment. But with that being said, Richard, we're going to hear what you have to say since uh, you were the first one to just jump on the phone and call on in. Go ahead, Richard. What do you got for me? Yeah, hi, Arthur. Well, we got a hospital. I'm out in Parsippany, but we have a hospital in Denville called St. Clair's. St. Clair's Hospital. Now, it's always a good hospital, but it has new owners, and they operate the hospital very differently. And I think the owner got in trouble in another state, like in California, for operating a hospital very differently. But anyway, I was assaulted by four thugs that they have now, and I filed a $100 million lawsuit for tortious assault. So, of course, the lawyers on that side tried to get it changed into uh, a medical malpractice case, but I fought it. And uh, through four judges, it's now... It was Richard. You're, uh, you're representing yourself on this up to now, but I don't want to take it to trial. All right. So what's so, the plan, Richard? What do we have in mind? Well, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, I don't know. So it's uh, it's now solidly a tortious assault case, and uh, after they after the uh, defense attorneys were denied trying to make change the track assignment and change it into a malpractice case would have given them the advantage. So now we're doing discovery. But I think I should put an attorney. I should find yeah, an attorney. No, Richard. This, I, I listen. I do. I used to do a segment every Thursday night with yeah. Kevin McCullough, and it was Legal Night on uh-huh. on Kevin's show. And listen, you know, I'm not here to advertise for for my law firm or um, you yeah, know, no. to lawyers in general. But what I would do is I would do some research. You're obviously a very intelligent man. Do some research, not only on the internet, but just talking to people and friends that you know, and um, find a lawyer who specifically probably practices in the jurisdiction where you're at yeah. who does civil uh-huh. type of civil litigation not you don't really want a real estate lawyer or a matrimonial lawyer someone who does that they'll analyze your case and usually these cases right. are um they they're done on a contingency basis so if you make some money uh-huh. that that's how the lawyer wins but i would you know yeah, sp- with that. i would spend some time with a lawyer who knows what they're doing because right. that's going to give you the best result. Rich, I appreciate you for calling in. Um, speaking of standing by me, let's talk real quick about what's going on in Ukraine. Um, it's, it's, if you go on my Facebook page, I want to throw a compliment out to, um, and it's, what is my Facebook page? I know Adina Menzel. It's um, Arthur Idala, right? I guess so. It's on Facebook. It's just just my name, Arthur Idala. I want to give a little love to Idina Menzel because what she first of all, she's a Tony Award winning actress. She was in Rent. Um, she was in Wicked. Um, she's my buddy Mario Romano's one of her favorite, one of her, his favorite singers. She's one of my favorite singers. I had a crush on her for a while, and I know she's into bald guys, um, but didn't really pan out, even though. One of my friends knows her, but, you know, it was a different time in my life. Um, but she sings, for those of you who don't know, she sings Let It Go from Frozen. And what she did was she um, retweeted or re-somethinged a post. And you should really go online and watch it because it's not going to be the greatest version of Let It Go you've ever seen. But it is a little, I don't know, maybe she's eight years, eight, eight years old, a little beautiful blonde Ukrainian girl, and she's in a bomb shelter. Okay, you want to get a little insight into what's going on? Go on my my page and and look at this. Uh, she's in a bomb shelter, and there's some everyone speaking Ukrainian, and um, she just starts singing the song "Let It Go," 
And it, again, it's not going to be the greatest rendition you've heard, but it's going to be heartbreaking. And you see how these people are living. And what I want you to take note of is how many babies are there and how many little kids are there and, and in strollers and there's bottles of water and they must have some electricity because someone's using the battery on their phone to take this video. But boy, oh boy, is it, um, you know, it brought tears to my eyes. I'm not going to exaggerate and say I was under the table crying, but it's one thing when you see stuff on the news of what's going on. It's another thing. And this is someone's little home camera looking at. Uh, this this girl who's not in a nice place. Okay, she's she's not and she's not in the movies. She's not eating popcorn. Uh, there's a couple of bottles of water around. I mean, everyone looks like they're nourished. There's some makeshift computer that's up there, but it's all families in a bomb shelter, and she's singing. And you know, the the news as I came onto the air was that um, the U- Ukraine was claiming that it shot down two Russian planes um, close to their capital that um, Ukraine and Russia delegation did meet again today for talks. I think Putin is saying if if Ukraine will surrender a certain part of its country to Russia, he will stop the attacks. You know, Visa and MasterCard have stopped doing business now in Russia. Uh, So that's got to mess. I mean, think about it right now. If Visa and MasterCard stop doing business for you, all the automatic payments you have on your credit cards. We live with credit cards all over the place. So many places here don't even take cash anymore, although that's illegal, but we could talk about that on another show. But um, the um, attempts to bring in more supplies into Ukraine have not gone well at all. As I've been saying consistently, like this has to end and of course, Italy always plays a role in everything, and, and usually it's not on the aggressive side, it's on the passive side. So there is a section of Italy, if, you, if, you, if you're looking at the um, Italian boot, there's a section of Italy by um, the heel, basically, above the heel, and it's a region called Bari, B-A-R-I. And um, it's a beautiful uh, section of Italy, and it is not really overrun with tourism, but it's gorgeous. But and it's also a port town, right? So it's right. It's basically facing Albania, just south of like Croatia. Um, and apparently there was a years ago, like a thousand years ago, there was a shrine set up for St. Nicholas, who in the ortho, for Orthodox Christian throughout the former Soviet Union, St. Nicholas is, <clears throat> excuse me, is a patron saint. And there have been um, all types now of vigils and ceremonies around St. Nicholas praying for the end of this war. And, um, of course, the Italians are welcoming the Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine people into their country with open arms, as is almost everyone else I know. I mean, there was a story saying, oh, America is going to make it easier for people from Ukraine to come to our country. I don't think the issue is getting into our country. The issue is getting out of Ukraine. Um, as of the last time I looked, the main way people were traveling was their version of "quote unquote" Amtrak. The, the 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 railroads were still leaving Ukraine, and I was trying to explain to my wife Marion this weekend. I said, "Imagine if all of a sudden, like we yeah, we heard some some gurgling over the last couple of weeks." But all of a sudden, like bombs are going off in Brooklyn, New York, and we have a three-month-old and a five-year-old and a fifteen-year-old and an eight and parents in our eighties, and and they're like, "You got to leave, you have to leave," 
and what can you take with you? Well, whatever you can carry. Whatever you can carry. And, and if you look at the video on my Facebook page of this girl singing, you can see there's all these like little ba- babies, like under a year old. And, you know, w- w- what about food? What about diapers? What about clothing? What, uh, there's cars you can't even get around with cars. How do you handle the elderly? People who walk with canes. People who have a certain medication that they have to take. Uh, people with type 1 diabetes. You, you know, it's hard to fathom. All of the complications that are going on, you know, initially there were people who were saying, well, Putin has a right to protect his country and Putin has a right to make sure bombs aren't put on the uh, on the border. But you know what? Putin doesn't have a right to kill all these people. Putin doesn't have a right to destroy cities like this. And apparently this weekend, the ultimate spoke, the pope and the pope, who's the peacemaker for the world said, this is out of control, this is ridiculous, and the Pope begged them to stop. China, as you can see, is not really, at least outwardly, being very supportive of Putin. They're in a very confusing position themselves. So we can only pray for them. We could send as much aid as we want, but it's a little too little too late. If we were going to send aid, we needed to do it before the Russians were in the country, before bombs were going off, before their infrastructure was shot. So... You know, it's um, heartbreaking when you listen to this little girl sing, but it's also inspiring her spirit and keeping those people because they all clap and they all go, you know, bravo, bravo. You hear them even though they're in Ukraine, they're still speaking Italian because Italians are everywhere. Um, but when you hear her sing, let it go um, in, in her own language. So our hopes, our thoughts, our prayers Go out to all of the Ukrainian people and let's bring an end to this as soon as humanly possible. The IRS is ramping up collection, and if you owe back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, listen carefully. Before it's too late, check your eligibility for the Fresh Start program still offered by the IRS to reduce or even eliminate your tax problems. Call our special hotline number now and find out in minutes if you qualify for these life-changing debt reduction programs. Business or personal, if you're in a payment plan with no end in sight, have unfiled tax returns under audit, have a wage or bank levy, or finally just want to know your options, call the experts at Republic Tax Relief and stop collections immediately. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau with a five-star rating from Yelp, this veteran-owned company has the fight you need to take on the IRS. Don't go at it alone. Call their hotline number now, 800-639-7101. That's 800-639-7101. Find out if you qualify today. Call 800-639-7101 or go to republictaxrelief.com. There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Any supplier can drop a box outside your door. But if you want a partner who delivers great customer service too, rely on Cintas. Your dedicated service reps can deliver what you need to help your business run smoothly. 
From essential cleaning products to hygienically cleaned apparel, fire protection services to first aid and safety supplies. That service you can't get from a box. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970. The Answer. We have partly cloudy skies. The rain has stopped for the time being. It is 70 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, two people were hurt from debris that fell from scaffolding on the Upper West Side. The FDNY said it was not a collapse that happened at Amsterdam Avenue and West 78th Street this afternoon. A witness said a woman carrying a baby was injured. Today is the first day two key coronavirus mandates were no longer in effect in New York City. Scott Pringle has more. For the first time during the coronavirus pandemic, New York City students in K-12 grade have the option to take their masks off in school. Some parents, though, upset. Mayor Eric Adams is still requiring masks for children under 5 and pre-K. Masks also still required to see a Broadway show. Meanwhile, folks no longer have to show proof of the coronavirus vaccine when entering inside restaurants, gyms, and indoor entertainment facilities. These New Yorkers are reacting to the moves. After two years, you know, it's about time. Numbers are so low. I feel comfortable being in a crowded place. COVID has not gone anywhere. I still want to mass up. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. New York officials are urging individuals and businesses to take cybersecurity precautions with the war going on between Russia and Ukraine. U.S. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand is reminding New Yorkers to use strong passwords two-factor authentication, update software, and be on alert for suspicious links. Most cyber attackers aren't going to break into your accounts. They're going to try to trick you into you letting them. Those tricks often come in the form of emails or direct messages. Gillibrand says there's increased risk of Russian retaliatory cyber attacks after the U.S. slapped the country with sanctions for its invasion of Ukraine. Taking a look at the traffic across the Hudson, going back to New Jersey at the Holland Tunnel, figure on about a 20 to 30 minute delay. Inbound about 15 to 20, 20 to 30 minutes outbound at the Lincoln Tunnel. More rain on the way for this evening. Could see a thunderstorm as well. Overnight low of 40. Sunny skies much cooler tomorrow, a high of 48. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, so we got some other phone calls in there, but I'm not like going to get into whether I wear boxers or briefs or whether, you know, the, like the personal time that, that Marion and I have and what we do alone at night. Come on, what's the matter with you people? Those, those are the questions you're answering? So we got a couple more minutes left. If anybody wants to come in with a legitimate topic, talk about the mass, talk about the city, talk about the rents, talk about Broadway shows, talk about Batman. Does anyone see Batman this weekend? I would love to hear how it was. A three-hour movie. Anyone who wants to give us a little review, 877-970-2999, 877-970-2999. Tell me about Batman or any other movies. I haven't been to the movies since 2019. I never got one in 2020. Um, there's a case that, well, it was big news today in the middle of the day. Oh, Supreme Court news. It wasn't really news. It was news because it wasn't news. 
<clears throat> what wasn't news was, um, wait, before I go on the Supreme Court, I looked down at what Joan said to me about gas in New York City. So I filled up in Brooklyn um, this weekend, and it was $4.62 for what we used to call high test. <laughs> now it's called super. Um, and it's ju- it's just going up. And it makes me think of the guys who are our sponsors, which is Platinum Mitsubishi, because Mitsubishi's SUVs, and especially their cars, are unbelievable on gas. Like, really, really, really good for a non... Well, they do have a hybrid model, but even their non-hybrid models get incredible gas mileage. And that's... Look, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. And I believe I was told in Los Angeles, gas is over $6 a gallon. It's now over $4 a gallon um, nationally, and that's the the average for regular. For regular, it's four dollars a gallon. The highest ever in New York City was four forty one a gallon in July of two thousand and eight. Um, in twenty twenty one, it was two dollars and eighty seven cents a gallon. So it's going up, up, up. Um, get ready to walk and use your bicycles if uh, if need be, or call Platinum seven three two eight six three two seven eight eight seven three two eight six three two seven eight eight, or go on their website. Platinum-Mitsubishi.com, and that's the car you should get. Trade in the gas guzzler that you have, because I have one of those gas guzzler things, and and step up into a, a brand new Mitsubishi for great, great prices. This isn't just this is not like part of the advertising part. This is Arthur being a friend to tell you how you can get a tremendous bang for your buck at a time when gas prices are going through the roof. What I was about to say was. Um, uh, that the breaking news from the United States Supreme Court had to do with Bill Cosby's case and the fact that they are not going to hear it. Uh, they're not going to hear the appeal from the prosecutors because the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court threw the Cosby case out. They didn't reverse it. There's a difference between a reversal and a dismissal. Reversal means you go back to the trial court because the trial court made some sort of a mistake. No, 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 no. They hit a grand slam here. It was thrown out. Why And now advocates, the Me Too folks, oh, this is disgusting. He did it. He obviously did it. We know he did it. Yeah, you know what? We know he did it. He admitted to doing it in a civil case. Why did he make that admission? Because and when the district attorney, the original district attorney, um, whose name is Bruce Castor, he's no longer the DA, but he was the DA, I believe it was back in 2015. He did an investigation as to the claims uh, against Bill Cosby. And although he said he found the complainant credible, he felt that he could not prove his case beyond a reasonable doubt because she waited so long to report it. And she also continued to have relations with him after uh, the night in question. So he decided not to pursue it criminally. But he made an oral agreement with Mr. Cosby and his attorney that if Mr. Cosby testified in the civil case, he would not prosecute him criminally. And this would give the the uh, complaining witness the ability to collect money from Mr. Cosby and not allow him to take the fifth at his civil case. So they did. He waived. Uh, he, he basically said, I'm not going to prosecute. It's called a non-pros agreement. Uh, he gets 
the ability now he he loses his Fifth Amendment privilege. He now has to because now the the, the DA is saying, "Look, you can say whatever whatever you want about this particular topic. I am not prosecuting you." Now, here's a lesson for all of you: Esquire etiquette. Get it in writing. I will tell you, my father would never make this deal without something being written down. So it was not in writing; it was oral. And Cosby does testify in the civil case. He does um, uh, admit to slipping quaaludes in her drink. and But the DA was correct, Bruce Castor, because he leaves office and the new DA, who was the former chief of staff, so she knew everything that went down, and this is what bothers me, but she prosecutes Cosby anyway. And guess what? When they only allowed one other witness to come in to verify what the complaining witness said, it was a mistrial. The, the uh, 12 people did not reach a unanimous verdict. So the DA, Bruce Castor, was correct. He said, I'm not going to be able to prove this case beyond a reasonable doubt to 12 people. Upon the retrial, the judge makes this brilliant decision. Well, we're going to let five other people, maybe it was five or it was six, other people testify against him as well. People who they never went in front of a grand jury. He was never charged with them. It's, it's uh, Molino evidence is what it's called, it has to do with showing basically modus operandi, that he did the same to other people, which would show he did it to this person. And um, I was hoping that the Supreme, that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court would rule that you can't uh, have so many other of these witnesses, again, that hadn't gone before the grand jury, that he wasn't charged with a crime with. I was hoping that they... That's what the court would rule on. But the, the court never even got to that, never considered that. They just said, our whole system of justice will break down if the chief law enforcement officer, which is the prosecutor, makes a deal with a United States citizen and their lawyer saying, I'm not going to go do something. And then when there's a change of administration, you then go ahead and do it and violate that agreement. The whole system will just crumble because so much of what we do, when I say we, trial attorneys, lawyers, Dealing, especially in the criminal justice system, is based on trust. Your word has to be your bond. Whether And if you lose that in the courtroom, if you lose it with jurors, if you lose it with a judge, you're shot. Your reputation is shot. And the, so the Pennsylvania Supreme Court threw Cosby's case out, says you can't do that. You can't make a deal with someone. Then tell them, yeah, go ahead. Go admit to your crime. We're not going to prosecute you. Then after you admit to the crime, go back and prosecute them. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. So the prosecutors, so Cosby gets released, his case is thrown out, the prosecutors go to the United States Supreme Court to say the Pennsylvania court was wrong when they threw Cosby's case out, and the United States Supreme Court didn't say anything except we're not going to listen to the case, which basically means there there was not a majority, I forget if it's four, I believe it's four of the nine have to agree to hear the case, that there is some unique, because they get thousands maybe tens of thousands of applications to hear certain cases but there needs to be a real unique controversy like between two states or something like in other words if one state has one law and another state has another law well someone's got to fix which law is correct and which one is which is constitutional which is not constitutional but here obviously they they looked at what took place and they said no sorry there is nothing here that we need that we think needs to be reviewed. And so Bill Cosby's case, that particular case, is gone and dead and buried and it's over and we will not hear from it again. Um, switching gears a little bit. Um, you know, we talk about gambling, gambling, gambling. Well, a professional athlete, Matthew, was caught gambling, correct? 
Yes, uh, Atlanta Falcons star Calvin Ridley. He was actually uh, got in trouble, and he's going to be suspended for the whole entire next season. Well, I mean, you know, we, this takes us back to the whole Pete Rose situation. Um, you know, Pete Rose gambled on games that uh, that he was uh, involved in, and but he was gambling to win, not to lose. Now, hypothetically, if he was if he was gambling to lose, well, then you talk about this controversy that hasn't really risen to the top, where you're talking about an NFL coach of the Miami Dolphins. Steve Ross, allegedly, and of course he's denying it vehemently, paying his coach or offering to pay his coach $100,000 for every game he loses because he wanted to have the Dolphins be in first place for the draft pick. If you think of that from Las Vegas and Atlantic City's point of view and a gambler's point of view where you got a coach being told by his owner, who's his boss, not only to lose the game, but I'm going to give you a financial reward to lose the game. I mean, if that's not screaming for a huge investigation, if that happens here, is it? I, look, and I'm not saying it happens here. I, I know people around Steve Ross and everything I know about him. He's not only a, a honorable man, but he's very generous with his um, philanthropic uh, feats. But think about it. You have a head coach telling people, Telling that um, you have a head coach being told by his boss, I want you to lose the game so we get we get a, we have a better uh, draft pick. If that's going on there, who knows where it's going? So, Matt, tell me a little bit more. The did, how how was he betting? Obviously, was he betting with a bookie? So was he on he, the DraftKings? He, he took some time away from uh, from from his team uh, for personal reasons. And while he was taking away time for personal reasons, he was using his phone out of state to place these bets online. Okay. Well, there you go. Way to cover your tracks there, pal. Um, I mean, not horrendous. It's not like he's on the sideline on his phone <laughs> on DraftKings exactly. making bets before he goes into the game. But I will say I am a little surprised that there wasn't more of a hubbub uh, about the the uh, gambling situation or, or how it would affect gambling regarding the Miami Dolphins. I, well, we have some callers coming in. I want to hear about Batman. Someone tell me about Batman. Call on in. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Wendy Sherman, our current Deputy Secretary of State. I refer to her on the show as, Wendy, what more do you want from the United States Sherman? Well, she was speaking before a House committee last week. She was asked a very simple question. Should Europe and the West divest, Western Europe and the Western world divest of Russian energy, in your opinion? You know, I think that there is a lot of rethink, and there will be, about energy security worldwide. What is that nonsense? There's a lot of rethink. It's just Beltway speak. It's Aspen Institute left-wing nuttery speak. There will be blood on the hands of this entire administration if they do not move immediately to stop buying Russian oil. They are financing Russians' genocidal campaign against the Ukrainian people. They are allowing it to happen. 
President Biden just does not understand the difference between good and evil in everyday life. Putin is evil. Putin is a dictator. Putin is a tyrant. Our nation needs to stop buying Russian oil today. President Biden, it's time to leave. Attorney Joe Cordell. New school, new job, new home. Change is hard and can leave you feeling isolated. And divorce delivers one of life's hardest blows. The relationships you counted on are suddenly gone. But you don't have to walk through this alone. Call Cordell and Cordell. 866-DADS-LAW. 701 Eastgate Drive, Suite 310, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, 08054. Diana Magala, licensed in New York and New Jersey. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. CordellCordell.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I love pink. I absolutely love pink. What I don't love, okay, this is what I don't love. What I don't love is this story. An Asian strap hanger was slashed in the face in an unprovoked attack on the subway in Manhattan Sunday. The 41-year-old victim was on a northbound J train as it entered Delancey Street, Essex Street Station on the Lower East Side. And here's the part that really upsets me. Around 8.30 a.m. Come on, it's 8.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I mean, that's church time. That's family time. A stranger sliced his face with a razor blade, a totally unprovoked attack. Now, the guy who slashed him, I mean, the guy who got slashed in his face, he had the wherewithal to run after him and he flagged down police and the guy was arrested and he's being charged with a hate crime. But that is rough. Um, Brian's on the line. Brian, you have some ideas on, on how to you know protect people on the subway and on the subway platforms? Well, you know, specifically people being pushed you know, onto the tracks. Listen, we've all been in the subway, and when a train comes flying into the station, you know, you grab onto your kids because you don't want them to get sucked in. The MTA wants to spend $7 billion to put up gates. Why don't they just slow the train down coming into the station? Instead of having it flying in, slow down. You know- this way, if God forbid somebody gets pushed, the conductor can stop the train. You know, Brian, I I, I, gag, I giggled only because it is such that is such a simple solution, um, and it makes sense. I'm sure 
the MTA would say, well, it would slow down train traffic by, you know, if you do that at every stop and it's a minute to stop and there's 40 stops on the line, it slows the whole thing down by 40 minutes. But you know what? If it saves one life, is it worth it? That's absolutely the, that's that's the idea. It's about saving lives. So you slow it down. Listen, the MTA hardly runs on time anyway. So you know what? If you slow the trains down a bit, come into the station, slow down, you're gonna save people, you're gonna save lives. Now Brian, I see you from Staten Island. I see you from Staten Island. Is that accurate? Yes, it is. So are you do you I have I'm just asking, you have the opportunity to ride the subway? Because there's not a lot of subway going on in the uh, the rock. No, 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 we have our free subway here. No, more when you get into the city, uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Out here, we're all above ground. It's, uh, it's a beautiful place in Staten Island. We Listen, don't have that issue. I, I'm in Bay Ridge. It's as close as you can get to Staten Island without having to pay $28 or whatever it is to go over the bridge. Well, we, we, we get a discount because we're residents. Plus, listen, I'm a Brooklyn boy. I'm out of Canarsie. I spent 41 years there. Wow. Well, we hate to see you go, Brian. Well, thank you for calling in. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's funny because another big story in the news, I mean, that's such a commonsensical uh, answer. Another big story in the news has to do with the prisons and where they're going to locate the prisons, right? But under de Blasio, they wanted to shut down Rikers Island and they wanted to put um, prisons in each of the four uh uh, boroughs, except Staten Island, actually. So the Brooklyn House of Detention, et cetera, et cetera. And I was talking to someone from the Adams administration who's no stranger to uh, uh, criminal law and uh, how the city works. And you know, one of the big issues with Rikers Island is getting people to court from Rikers Island because it's, it's an island, it's in Queens. And a very logical conclusion for him anyway, now that we've learned from the coronavirus is unless a client specifically asks for it, why don't you just have the judge in a, in a courtroom on Rikers Island so that they only have to go a few feet to some makeshift courtroom and they could see the uh, their lawyer uh, on Zoom. The prosecutor could either be on Zoom or be assigned there. Uh, and you could have it for all five different boroughs. And instead of bringing the having all the prisoners in one location, which is Rikers Island, bring them to um, bring the, the courthouse to the inmates as opposed to the, or whatever you're supposed to call them, detainees. Bring the courthouse to the detainees as opposed to the detainees to the, uh, to the courts. This is not a, an unfinished symphony, this whole closing Rikers Island. Again, this is a Mayor de Blasio plan. This is not a Mayor Adams plan. And, you know, there is a new sheriff in town. Um, I am a little disappointed that nobody called in and told me. We got like three minutes left. Did anyone see Batman? 877-970-2999. I have other people who want to talk about other things, but I know then I'm not going to be able to talk about what I want to talk about, which is that Batman did open. They made $134 million uh, this weekend at the box office. And now these mo- these movies make so much money when they you know they go online and they go streaming, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and other very like cool breaking news is um, um, on Broadway, Pamela Anderson. Now we all know she knows how to perform in video. <clears throat> Pamela Anderson. What was that? What was that guy's name? Uh, who you were hanging with? Uh, Tommy Lee. Right. How long ago was that? Now that's the question. Who knows the answer to that question? What? Well, how long ago was Tommy Lee and and Pamela Anderson? I'm sure Joni will scream it out. 
But she is now coming from the salacious screen to Broadway, to Chicago. She's making her Chicago debut um, this spring as Roxy Hart. It is one of the places where you have to wear a mask is on Broadway. But Roxy Hart is one of the main characters in the Broadway show Chicago, which is a great show. And Pamela Anderson will be there, and she will be an attraction. Anytime these Broadway shows have um, a big name, they they attract a lot of a big audience, and the pre- ticket prices go up. My I was in The Music Man, and when I was in Poly Prep my senior year, I was uh, Harold Hill, which is the main lead. My mom and dad were like, oh, we'd like to go. Well, my mom was like, we'd like to go see. We'd like to go see. And so I'm like, oh, let me buy them tickets. When I saw how much the tickets were, I was willing to buy them. And I said, my father will kill me if I spend this much money on tickets. With all the, if the fees and this and that, it was going to be like almost $1,000 a ticket. It was like, I think it was like $690 plus plus. It was like $725, $750 a ticket. Um, two tickets, it's 1500 bucks. I'm like, daddy will beat me up. See, he's 80, almost 84. I'm 54. I'm still afraid of him. When was Tommy Lee? 1995. Well, I don't expect Pamela Anderson to look uh, the same in 2022 as she does in 1995, as she did in 1995. But the Broadway shows, look, whether it's, I mean, I will say, um, who's starring in The Music Man? Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman, thank you. I mean, Hugh Jackman is a draw. He's one of the most. He is the one of the most talented men, and I would like to hear him sing "Trouble" in '76 Trombones, but I don't think I'm not for like a thousand bucks. That that ain't <laughs> happening. Um, there's also a new um, floating theater. Look it up. It's called Rise New York. It opens in Times Square. You get an aerial tour of New York. It's narrated by Jeff Goldman. It's 160 West 45th Street. And I don't know, it's it's some gimmick, but it is all, we can end the show where we began with hashtag New York City is back, NYC is back. Because if you, if you watch tonight's news or you see the paper tomorrow, you'll see Eric Adams was everywhere today. He went to a Ukrainian restaurant. He was in different parts of the city. He went to a skateboard park, all without a mask on all running around without a mask on. And it's interesting. Um, certain people still have the masks and other people don't. Um, I couldn't wait to get it off. I, I wore it as least amount of time as I could. Uh, there were times where I had to um, wear it. But there are, um, it's, up, it's your choice. But now you could walk in maskless. I want to give a shout out to the young women at Alidoro. Alidoro means gold wings. Um, they're a, you know, we're all about supporting local and Rachel and Lila, they came, they passed by my office and they brought back a bunch of Italians. They brought by a bunch of Italian sandwiches. Um, they're in Soho originally, but now they're in Rockefeller center and Bryant park. And, um, it's a little taste of Italy. Keep your eye out for them. A L I D O R O. They're, um, you know, they're small local. I love that. You know, I was talking to one of my buddies, uh, over the weekend and, I have no problem telling you I use Amazon all the time and it breaks my heart almost every time because I'm like, oh, I should just be. I needed shaving cream. And I was like, well, I could buy it now and it'll be here in the morning. But luckily, Marianne was out for a stroll and she bought the shaving cream from the little mom and pop store in Third Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. So that's it. We're about to put a wrap on Monday night. Um, one thing that I read in, in Life Little Life's Little Instruction book before I came on the air was 
one time a year, watch the sunrise. Now, I know it's Monday and we got a long way to go, but no matter what causes you to watch the sunrise, you know, it could be a little, you know, partying, it could be a little like whatever. And it's not, it's cheating to like set your alarm clock for 5 a.m. No, you got to stay up all night long and watch the sunrise. Tomorrow, I believe we're going to have Lee Zeldin. Stay tuned. Tune in tomorrow. Bye. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.